last week on What the Football. Dan started us off by explaining one of the biggest tactical traps in the game. I think you uh, said it there, Pat. You rather rather always have a one nil lead, just don't get that second goal. <laughs> no. It's suicide. Yeah, it's Best biggest key. It's become the biggest cliche in football, hasn't it? It's the best cliche of them all. (laughs) Tune up, tune up, fuck it up. Yeah, and playing against 10 men is the hardest, so what you must never do is be tune up against 10 men. Because then you are stuffed. Then you are stuffed. Then Con got his first strike for using a football cliche. Juventus started really quick. Able to create Strike. a couple of chances and two. Get Strike two one for Taylor. It was in the Jared show as he made some memorable statements that we'll be sure to revisit during the season. Firmino has got to be one of the best technical players in Europe at the moment. Well, that's a claim. It's a big claim. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a big claim. Hey, con, can, I say, can I say something controversial? Just 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 interrupt. Five out of six games, Lovren is absolutely brilliant. So carry on. <laughs> And I'm not sure we're going to have any credibility moving forward now. But Not to be outdone, Con let us know what his thoughts were on the Paris Saint-Germain coach. Unai Emery is one of the freaking shittest coaches, I'm sorry, but he has no right to get that. Hush. Jeez, Con, tell us what you really think. We also broke some amazing transfer news. But you've heard it first here. Neymar to Real Madrid. Dan launched into a detailed explanation on why John Joe Shelby should not be in the England squad. Because he's rubbish. <laughs> That's a fair shout. Then Dan led us in on the secret to beating United. It's not a secret. So play a poacher, play another striker, and you're going to get a chance against Man United. And if they don't, if they're having an off day up front, or if your keeper's playing a black, you're going to get chances. Smalling's going to trip somebody. Jones is going or to. himself. And finally. Jared gave all teams a new tactic to think about when facing Man United. Any team could play a snow globe up front and it would distract Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to the second episode of the What the Football podcast, your refreshingly honest alternative. It's been a massive week in football and we can't wait to get stuck into it. My name is Patrick Gilbert and today I'm joined with co-hosts Connell Taylor, Daniel Haswell and Mike Dibbon. We have a lot to get through today, so we'll kick off immediately with a brand new segment. person in football that has behaved like the biggest wanker over the past week. Now, the definition of wanker is a contemptuous person. So, Daniel Haswell, who is someone you think is deserving of our contempt? Is, is that the dictionary definition, Pat? Yeah, it's the, uh, sure. you, you, you know, when you just Google something and it tells you the definition. Ah, uh, uh, so, Aussie Outback version. So, who's yeah, your anyway. Oh, I think I think I'd have a few candidates. First one, obviously, being the Liverpool fans, bring for bringing a player who was racially abused 
and then singing songs about the player who racially abused him. Um, I haven't seen any comment from the, the club yet distancing itself from the from that section of the crowd or anything like that, but that wouldn't come as any surprise because last time it happened, the club, the team actually wore T-shirts supporting the, ra- the racial abuser, so disgrace. The, the alleged racial abuser. Allege, let's make it clear. No, I'm talking about Suarez. Suarez is not alleged. Right. So, so when was the uh, Liverpool booing the actual racially sledged? Yeah, ju- yeah. This this weekend against uh, West Ham, everyone was playing for West Ham, so they were booing Evra and then singing songs celebrating Suarez. So. Well, we just so happened to have a Liverpool representative on the phone here, which is which is kind of yeah. He's, so, he's, so, he's, so been, he's been very quiet. No, no defence. So the case, the, the prosecution rests. <laughs> I'm just being very nice for once to you and uh, allowing you to actually get through your tribe. <laughs> well, I'll let you respond here, Con. Do you, do you want to respond to uh, to this accusation? Look, I had a feeling uh, Mr. Hazel will be bringing this up as soon as I started hearing the pooing actually occurring. And I think, um, look, the fans, I don't think it has anything to do with them supporting um, anybody that's particularly a racist as opposed to their just general hatred for Patrice Evra. Um, I don't think you'd find a Liverpool fan anywhere that actually likes Evra, and that has nothing to do with the incident that probably occurred. He is just a general wanker, uh, so to speak, and the fact that he played for Man United and his um, general personality the way he came across as an individual, he wasn't well-liked like most Man United players on. Because I will highlight that even at the end, when Chikorito came on, he received a fair share of booing himself. So, I mean, you can go to any Liverpool United game, probably any Liverpool-Everton game, and I've always noticed that when an ex-Blue comes onto the field or an ex-Man uh, United player, there's always booing rivaled at them. Maybe the uh, that's uh, to be understood. Maybe the Suarez yeah, con- uh, singing took it that slightly a bit too far, but yeah. I I don't think there was um, I don't think it had racial undertones, and that's a pretty big statement to make anyway. That it was it was directed at him because they don't like him because of this color of his skin. Hmm, interesting, interesting. So Dan, Dan, do you have any other contenders? Yeah, I did. I wouldn't actually give it to them. They're not even. They're not even deserving of an award. Um, but what about the FA themselves? They banned Pep Guardiola for, or they fined Guardiola for wearing a yellow ribbon. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. This is the same football association who last season they were crying because FIFA was saying the national team can't wear poppies on their shirts. Uh, this sort of thing. Uh, this is the same FA who's got deals with. Qatar and other, uh, let's put it, uh, unsavory organizations. It's just, yeah, it smacks of hypocrisy of the highest order. They're a bunch of wankers. So so you think the FA should allow any manager to wear whatever he wants to represent whatever political cause that he feels he should? 
Well, the FA has has their charter, which spells out their aims, uh, and if it's if it's in, if it's in lines with that, I don't see how you can how you can stop somebody from wearing a ribbon, uh, and then to make up some rule because it goes against the dress code or something. You know, they got to get a life. Okay, was it a political so. statement, or was it? Sorry. Yeah, the yellow ribbon. It's it's for the freedom of of the the Catalonia. Catalonia. Yeah, and there's political prisoners in Spain. So. Okay, so you've you've got the English FA, you've got the Liverpool yep. supporters. Are they, are they your two contenders? Yeah. Well, Liverpool supporters are contenders every week, so I'll give it to the English <laughs> FA. <laughs> Okay, okay, thank you, Dan. So, Con, do you have any contenders for Wanker of the Week? Uh, I do, just one, and um, it's probably just, how do I say it? I mean, the Champions League this week turned up some interesting games, bar one, and I think I just, I go back to it just purely based off watching a club that over the years, you know, I've become to hate just because they've always just won stuff, unfortunately. And it's always been my pet gripe. But watching them and their performance on Wednesday night against... Oh, he's a, so predictable, this like. It is. It's a new, uh, slightly predictable, but I think there's no bigger <laughs> wanker in football to me than Mr. Mourinho. He's just he's the most painful individual to deal with when we have to watch press conferences and when his teams play. I mean, for the for the size of a club of Manchester United and the history and the suppose of Manchester United way of playing, I mean, it's, it, I'd rather watch paint dry than actually watch those bunch of clowns play every week. And then you have, of course, the falling out with the £100 million play in Paul Pogba, which seems to be dragging on forever and a day. And you add all these factors in and there can only be one contender. And to me, it's 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 Jose with this continuation for uh, result driven against the style of play football, um, combining in with falling out with players, he takes the award for me. <laughs> so, Con, you've heard that you can only spell Mourinho with two O's. You've heard that one. <laughs> how, fit, how fitting. Okay, so we've we got Jose Mourinho as a wanker of the week, I'm sure. That won't be his last one during the year. Um, for me, um, listen, I had a few contenders. Firstly, it could have been this Rochdale supporter who posted a video of himself performing this medley of songs. He's our striker, he's on fire. Ooh, hot, hotter than Mitrovic. Scoring goals home and away. He's played for the ticks and he's on fire. Grand talk was a catastrophe. He just wouldn't go away. Oh, and then Will Drick turned it round. Cost us one million pound. Oh, I said Will Drick turned it round. Cost us one million pound. Will Drick is on fire. Will Grigg is on fire It's time to leave He will score goal 
goals, he will score just more and more, he will score goals, he will score just more and more, he will score goals, he will score just more and more, he will score goals. Hey! And that's what we're signing for. Will Griggs on fire, your defence is terrified, Will Griggs on fire, your defence is terrified, Will Griggs on fire, your defence is terrified, Will Griggs on fire. Everybody! Is on fire, Jason. <laughs> he was going <laughs> to be my wanker of the week, but you know, he actually grew on me. And by the end of it, I wanted to see more. I, want, I love that passion by the end of it. So, mate, keep wait, them coming. Wait, Will Grigg was going to be your wanker? No, the guy that's oh, okay. the song. Uh, okay, no, okay. I get um, <laughs> And if you haven't seen it, it's well worth it. You can find it easily on our Twitter feed at WT underscore football. So, Wait, why are, we, why are we retweeting this kind of trash? Because, because. <laughs> <laughs> Have you yeah, seen that's what I fucking It was oh, a yeah, tactical he, masterclass by Paul Cook, the Wigan manager. He, he was obviously listening. He was obviously listening to us last week. We said, "Don't go tune up against ten men." He kept it at one 0 against City's <laughs> ten men. Oh, clearly, a what the fuck football listener. <laughs> Smooth. Smooth ass. <laughs> okay, but but then but then someone else got ahead of him in my wanker of the week and it was uh, it was Yannick Balassi, who obviously fa- fancies himself as a bit of a rapper. Um and have a listen to his effort here. Oh I know man that keen like Michael, Mike catch me in the chats like Phil. Keeping it real with man like Ash Ask man I far from trash Far's got too much class like Dave and Tom Can't go wrong Tell a man yeah it's long Yo might have to make this song gay Yo keeping it straight Plotting around with a couple of mates One of them man they didn't go whole gate I say Seamus Cohen Feel Them boy them yeah are my ways Don't forget about Calvert-Lewin Gun and the Yassi Them man them are friends of Balassi And if you don't know You're relating Big up beans and some Azza I'm on a bitch with man Balassi let me tell you something You are no rapper that was that was pathetic. But you know what? You still don't win Wanker of the Week. You still do, do not win it. Um, and, and it, it pains me to, to to think about or even talk about this guy a bit and 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 put him in the Wanker of the Week column. But uh, but uh, Sol Campbell. Um, this week, oh, oh and, I heard uh, those comments. Yes, he that was beautiful. Himself, he anointed himself as quote. One of the greatest minds in the game. Minds in football. Oh. I saw that, yeah. Oh, man. At the end of the day, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna try and compare yourself to Craig Bellamy, you're really really starting 14, 14 pegs below anyone else. <laughs> and somehow he keeps locking out of jobs. And and listen, I, listen, uh, but but I didn't make my wanker because I'm actually in the same boat. I consider myself one of the greatest minds in football, but I'm still not managing <laughs> Arsenal or Liverpool. So, so the wanker of the week is Pat Gilbert. <laughs> No, the wanker of the week, and I'm stretching the rules a bit here. This is my wanker of the week. This guy superseded everyone. And this was a little over a week ago, but we didn't have this segment, so I have officially officially declared this that this qualifies because I saw my wanker of the week during the Newcastle versus Manchester United game. It was... No, any, Manchester, any Manchester United player. The Manchester United veteran, Anthony Martial. 
So listen, he had a game to forget in this 200 game. He, he, he missed the two best chances of the game and also sprang a lot of passes to the opposition players. But everyone has bad games, and so that's, that's not why he is Mank of the Week. It was because of his pantomime performance in the third minute of the game that earned my wrath. It was a contested situation in the middle of the park, and his opponent's hand brushed his cheek ever so gently. Daniel here would have called it a love flourish. Um, to, be, to be fair, these days, that, that constitutes sexual assault in most cases. <laughs> It seemed that way, and I think that's what Marcia was going for. So this is what happened. He stopped and immediately covered his face with his hands. The ref said play on. Oh, jeez. So Newcastle... Can't see blood. Stormed forward that's vicious. Martial's direct opponent. Now, it doesn't stop here. Martial suddenly realised he wasn't going to get the free kick. So you know what he did, Dan? Oh, oh who's the Newcastle player? He's gone and pulled out the crowbar or something. It's clear. <laughs> probably, probably John Joe Shelby, let's be honest. That man's a, yeah. that man's a messiah. Shelby's pulled the crowbar from under his jumper and smashed Marshall right across the kisser. That's not only racist, but offensive to anyone without hair, i.e. don't, don't self-hate. So it must have been something serious. He threw himself onto the ground, holding his face, writhing in agony. And he wasn't done yet, Dan. No, he wasn't. He was still on the ground when the ball finally went out of play one minute later. So after this, the ref, the ref had to stop play, send a trainer on, Marshall had to pull the sidelines, get treatment, and did he get any treatment? No. No. As soon of as not. play restarted, he just jogged back on the field as though nothing had happened. So the only reason he delayed the game for everyone was out of the embarrassment that he didn't con the ref into giving him a foul. What a wanker. What a wanker. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I can, I can contest that, though, to be fair, though. If you think about the PSL, Pat, I know you, you and Conor might not watch much of it. Because oh, you're in a different, different, different time zone. I don't think but, um, knows who the PSL this is. This is this is a weekly occurrence, though. To be fair, someone someone yeah. gets lightly brushed on the moustache here, and you go down. You have to have a spritz of water, and it must be some amazing water because it's very chirpy. He's very chirpy. He's been missing since this afternoon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I I saw the first half of the game and I was happy, and then I heard the second half of the game and I was. And yeah. our boy, our boy Marshall happens. wasn't wasn't great again today, uh, which is worrying me. Is that sort of slipping into a nanny zone, and you don't nobody wants to go into the nanny zone. It's really, yeah, it's concerning. No, fair, any, anyone who goes into the nanny zone is in is in risk of getting uh, the Beckham treatment. This is the thing. He's got undoubted talent, but yeah, yeah. Well, well let's, let's let's talk about the Man United Chelsea game now that we've got both of you on the line. So, well, as soon as you bring it up, yeah, yeah, yeah we go. So, t- tell me what happened, Dan. You can start us off. Yeah, you know, the a typical sort of start from United. You never really know what the game plan is. Mourinho sort of overdoes these. For me, overdoes this tactical masterclass things that are going on. Uh, they were the home side, but they didn't really start uh, attacking football, um, which was really strange. Um, but they, you know, they managed to get the equaliser just before half time, which was of, of course important. Uh, Lukaku getting his goal against the top six teams, so Connell Taylor is going to have to change his tune somewhat. I'll give that a uh, round of applause. Okay, you um, soon need to watch yourself. But then what was even stranger was, was Conte's subs. He takes off 
he takes off Hazard, sort of 65th, 70th minute. All right, Hazard had been quiet. McTominay was was shutting him down, but Fair obviously call. you keep your you keep your big players on in the big games because they can they can turn them. And as soon as he does that, uh, Mourinho throws on Lingard for Martial, I think it was, and that was that was the turning point. So in that case, I think Conte's subs. I don't know what he was thinking, and and Mourinho got the subs completely right. The game was the game was changed from there. So the way I'm hearing it, Dibs, it was the Mourinho masterclass over Conte. But what were your thoughts? I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that far, to be honest. I don't think, at this stage, I don't think you can actually call anything Mourinho does a masterclass because both him and Conte are, are, are throwing throwing caution to the wind and kind of, you know, flash in the pan type efforts. I think that's what Conte did with the subs. He thought, let me try this, let me try that. Maybe something will come right. It's like, honestly, you know, if he had decided, uh, here we go, Willy Caballero, put on, put on the number 12, screw you, Giroud, Caballero's going up front, we need the heart. It's one of those kind of situations where... Yeah, but, yeah, but just taking off Hazard. No, I agree. I agree completely. I agree. But I think I, I think we stopped up there. I agree. Taking off Hazard was a problem because anytime any team plays Chelsea these days, they're going to outmark the shit out of Hazard. That's it. Hazard's the main man. That's why, for me, William is one of my like most unsung heroes because the man does a absolute shift in every single game. But he's not spoken about in the same breath as Hazard. No, I'm not saying that he, he deserves to be in the same same, you know, echelon as Hazard. But the way he's been playing, if I had to if, if you asked me today if I had to sell one or the other, cash in on Hazard and keep William. Really? It's like a Sanchez situation. Yeah, I think it is because it's like Sanchez Jesus, sorry. It's like a Sanchez for Arsenal. I think it's a <laughs> Turn off yourself, Dibs. Everything's okay. It's okay, mate. No, no, sorry. Don't do anything. I tried to off myself, but I used the gun sold to be my Alvaro Morata, so I hit the bar. (laughs) Thursday nights in the Europa League aren't that bad. Ask Pat. (laughs) That's cute. How's your defensive title, your your title defense going, rather? Who's title defense? Exactly. That's what I thought. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I'm going to use this entire till the end, till the last last day of the season. But like I was saying, I think William William is definite, un, definitely an unsung hero for Chelsea at this stage. Uh, the the substitutes Conte made were were risks that didn't pay off. I think that's the way, the best way to describe it. And uh, credit to United, they they deserve to win the game. They won the game. What can you do? And uh, we spoke about poor Pogba a bit last week and about some of his form struggles. How did he play today? Yeah, definitely coming coming back to form. Um, yeah, I don't I don't understand why players get so seem to get affected by media hype and all of these things. It was one thing Ferguson was always good with his team. He seemed to shield them from the media, uh, and Mourinho seems to try and do it, but he sort of seems to make it worse somehow. Um, he doesn't actually shield the players from it. He brings them into it. Um, to be fair, back yeah. in the day, I mean, a player could have lunch with their cousin and it would be on the front page of the paper going, is Paul Scholes cheating with this random ginger woman? Yes, you that's know? true. Oh. No, but I thought Pogba today, okay. today they could they could be they could be caught balls deep and it would be like, mm, who, who, who do you think this person is? 
Yeah, I thought, you know, Pogba's 24-year-old. He's still new into the team. He's sitting third, third most assists. Uh, you know, he, he had a good game. Okay, so yeah. Pogba on the way back. Man United too good for Chelsea. Is that where we leave it, guys? No. I don't think Man United were too good for Chelsea. I just think they had you their day. You just said they deserved to win. They did. They, they had their day. They deserved to win. Well, on then the that means they're too good. <laughs> on the day, yes. Okay, but that's not a, that's not a, that's not a, cement, uh, I mean, a concrete statement. So, uh, that's like saying Firmino likes people of colour. Oh, yeah, we can. <laughs> Insufficient evidence. Case closed. He's been so clear. Not really. Where, where to now for Chelsea, Dibs? I mean, I mean, we're going to get to the Barca-Chelsea game in a second. Um, so To Europa now, that's where to. Okay, calm down. I think, I think at this stage, the main focus should be just remaining in the top four, ideally top three. Uh, it's, top it's, three? It's awfully... It, it's awfully tight. It's awfully tough between second and sixth, I believe, at this stage. So, you know, the main thing is just get the points where you should be getting the points. It's exactly, you look back to Leicester when they won the league. They did what they needed to do every single game. They didn't try to do too much. They did what was required, and that's what got them the title. So now Chelsea are just you, does so what So your theory is, your theory you is to Campbell? draw inspiration from Leicester. No, God, yeah, no. You saw Jesus, Campbell. I'm, Honestly, rather shit in my hands and clap than, than compare that shit. But what I'm saying is that we just need to... I'm not Saul Campbell either. Thank you, Dan. Uh, but uh, what I'm saying is we need to just focus on remaining in the top three. Well, not remaining because we currently aren't there. We're slightly out of there by a few places. You're fifth. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, shut up. Don't remind me. I just but, see one yeah, comment no, about the game. It was just to drum on one thing. I haven't obviously watched it, but I did see the highlights. And I noticed, again... It seems defensively is where you're let down, which is quite ironic because, I mean, if you look at your champions, um, your champion season last year, you know, defensively as a unit, Chelsea were was sublime. They didn't concede many goals. I think you went on a run at one stage of conceding one goal in 12 games or whatever it might have been. And I looked at the two goals this morning, and defensively, the marking in the center especially was just quite poor. I mean... That Lukaku and Martial on that first goal, they were playing one-twos in the box. Lingard's winner, yeah. it was it was similar to that Chris Smalling um, where Seville you almost mean scored in the week. Yeah, yeah, that one. But you just yeah. seem very Don't poor up, as a unit defensively. So it's interesting that Conte hasn't been able to get that right. No, one, no I really think Chelsea are in trouble. There. Yeah, I think there's there's a problem because last season the the reason we did so well is because Conte brought in the the three at the back system and no one was really using that effectively. So he brought that in and he masterminded it. And then now you look these days, everyone's using three at the back but two wing backs. But the problem is after the Arsenal loss last season, where at half time we were down what is it three or four, and suddenly he changed it up and the second half we were a different team and then that catapulted our season into the next level. I think it's got a bit stale now because mm. I don't trust most of our centre-backs. As Piliqueta, for me, you know, and this is going to sound biased, but is one of the best centre-backs in the league at this stage, I think. That's true. Uh, Christensen is, is a damn good young up-and-coming defender. I still think he's up there. You know, he was the one who costed the Barcelona game, but he, he made yeah. one mistake. Unfortunately, it was for the goal. He made one mistake the entire game. 
Rudiger is a lot like David Luiz, where you're going to get he's going to blow hot or cold. It's, there's no no middle with him, I think. But uh, Cahill's Cahill's gone. Um, David Luiz is out of favor. Where's Sideshow Bob these days? Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. I think he's out of favor, and also he's a lot like Rudiger in the in the sense of he's either going to be a great great performance or he's going to kick the ball into his own net and get a red card. Mm. Kind of thing. I think there we have it. Yeah, so, I think after winning after winning the title, the the players brought in just didn't uh, they didn't inc- they didn't um, improve the squad at all. I agree. Um, no, not at all. Hundred percent. Because the problem is we we got like every one of our second choices. Let's be honest. We went for Lukaku yeah. and we got Morata, which yeah. at the end of the day not not the worst trade off. Morata's done well, so is Lukaku. But so either way, it could have gone. You know, uh, we we went for. Who we got for on sentiment? It doesn't actually matter who we went for, but we got Danny Drinkwater and recently Ross Barkley, who are clearly just just a case of bringing in English players because mm. they aren't they aren't adding to the team. Defensively, Rudiger was needed, but he shouldn't be starting for us. I'll tell you that much. You know, I I really think you guys are in, on a bit of trouble. It was a big. It was a big weekend for Spurs. I think they're the big winners of the late, that late winner from Harry Kane. Uh, they're now into fourth uh, with, with ten to go. If, if they carry on with the momentum, I can see them taking that fourth place. Um, they, just they, haven't finished well, they haven't finished well in the previous seasons, but if if they can get it right this this run in, yeah, that's why I think I can see Chelsea losing out. Uh, I won't lie. I can, I can agree with you on that one. But the 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 theory, or the, rather the pattern that seems to be emerging, is Chelsea are going to win a league, be terrible the next season, be or after the one off that, then win a league kind of thing. It's the same as the Jose Mourinho effect, which before this season was pretty much to point where he would come to a team, do do decently with them, win the league, then be mid table, get fired. The same thing happened to Chelsea. It happened at a lot of clubs with him. Uh, United, obviously, this was the year he was meant to win the league, but he couldn't quite do that, could he? Because he's a piece of shit. But anyway, that's a, that's a story for a different day. But at the end of the day, I think... He's a wanker. I'm, I'm, he's a wanker. He's a wanker, 100%. That's my wanker of the week, just just because. But then I think, you know, he Chelsea's the kind of team where I'll, I'll be happy with winning the league every two or three years, quite frankly. It's either that or it will be Liverpool, will be Liverpool and you, you're going to win a league every 22 years and players going to rape you, know, you someone, maybe centuries. someone will bite someone. Who knows what goes on, you know. So, Debs, I think the Take difference it. at the moment is that is that you seem to have a Manchester City team who have built a sustainable platform for long-term success. So how I agree, do you yeah. catch up with them? I think at the end of the day, Man City, are, Man City are doing what every team what every team complains about, and that is they're buying great players. And everyone complains about people buying the league, but it's modern football. What are you going to do? Do you want to sit there and be the team who tries to bring up youth and oh, hang on, dude, like hang Southampton? On. Hang on. I mean, I challenge you on that one, and I challenge anyone that talks about them buying great players. I don't constitute Kyle Walker as a great player. I don't no, constitute Fabian Delph as a special player. But well, I, both I think, English, I, by the way. I think it takes away from the fact of what Pep Guardiola has done there by simply saying that 
he's bought great players. He hasn't exactly gone out and bought the Barcelona team or the Real Madrid team and put them in there. He's taken a bunch of players that I think in other clubs were were decent. Kyle Walker's a decent player. Was he an exciting signing? When I looked at him signing for City, I thought, all right, he could be effective. But, you know, you've got Fabian Delft playing at left or right back, whatever it is, and you've got a bunch of players there that he's improved individually. And yes, he's got the smatterings of quality, but overall I think it's more down to his management than the players he's effectively signed. Yeah, I, he's I brought, in, you, he's no, brought think, in players who fit into a system as well. That's important. That's important. Pepe's had a massive, yeah, he's had a massive input in that. And, uh, you know, it is, it, it's, it's, I still maintain you buy good players, you're going to get a good, a good result most of the time. But uh, I do agree that Pepe's, Pepe's done bits in terms of getting the right players and doing the right things. Uh, Fabian Dolph playing at left back, you know, Let's be honest, at this stage, you put Stevie Wonder there. It could, in a Man City team, he'll do he'll deal something for you. doesn't really matter. Um, I still don't rate Fabian Dolph by any means. Kyle Walker, no. I think, is madly overpriced. Uh, I, don't, I don't rate him as, as, a, as, a, as an amazing player by any means as well. But I agree, Pep Guardiola has had a lot to do with it, and he definitely is one of the biggest reasons why they're doing so well. But, that being said, he can't then go and have a bad game and blame everyone but his players. Like yeah. the Wigan game, where he, he blamed this, he blamed that. He said, well done to Wigan for winning the game and qualifying for the next round. They had one shot on target. Someone needed to turn around and say, well, that one shot was a goal and you scored none. 1-0 up against you know. Ted Min. Wigan, Wigan exactly. broke the system. They broke the yeah. system forever. 100%. Uh, Dan, okay. I will say one thing. Sorry. Just, just to close the segment, but you made a valid point there. The players he brought in, Pep, have suited the system, which is more than I can say for what some of the signings are at United, and I think you can agree with that. And, yeah, no, that's Arsenal. the thing. It's Pep trying to make, trying to keep Arsenal relevant. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the. Calm down, that's the thing. Talk. Okay, Dan, we've got to move on. Um, we're running out of time, so we will. We, we will, but but you will get something to say because then this is the next new segment. Yes, he is a star, and it is Daniel with the what the football trivia segment. So, Daniel, take it away. Right, so here we go, gents, and you can have a have a go at this one. Have a go at home as well. Paul What's Scott. the record? No. Sorry. <laughs> You've you, you frozen now. What's the record for the most goals in a top-flight match in English football? So top-flight not... Premier League or...? Yeah, well, in the top league, so the old first division uh, included. I'm going to say 11. It's not, no, it's not, not Mohamed Salah either. Con, calm down. <laughs> Worth a try, that. 11 close, Con. I tried. Pat, do you want to have a go? Yeah, 10. No? No, I think it'll be more. It's 14. 12 is the answer. Oh, okay. Wow. And he scored that. Yep, and that was, that was Jimmy Dunn Chelsea. for Sheffield United yeah. in 1931. Jeez. Oh, wait, wait. Are you talking about one particular player? Yeah, I think that's where they get it from. The boy done good. (laughs) How long did it take you to write that pun? 
<laughs> Tested it right now. <laughs> oh, fair call. That's a blatant lie. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, you fixed it. What? Okay. Sorry, so, Dan, wait, did he score your, your question was awfully, awfully vague, though, to be fair. Did, were you asking did, who, who scored the most? How vague or what was, team scored the how most? Vague was, I said, how many? What's the record uh, for a player? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, Tim. Yes. Good call. Thank you. You said Paul, you said Paul Scholes, so you clearly knew I was, it was close. A um, well, Jesus, it was you. I could have said Sir Alex Ferguson. You would have popped a boner. <laughs> Doesn't take much. Well, that's true. well, apart from a blue pill at this stage. Okay, Dan. Do we have a? Uh, do we have another? No, just one per week. Make it on. Over to it. Okay. <laughs> He's that, come out with one It's worth the, uh, the big intro. That was exactly that's a <laughs> couple. <laughs> sick, sick guys. Well done. Okay, so I guess we've got a bit of time to uh, get back to the Chelsea versus <laughs> Barcelona game. So, uh, oh fuck, that, that was uh, yes. Well, but that, that was actually a good one for you, Dibs. I, I thought. I mean, it started off where I was really looking Good forward one. to this. I was really looking forward to this game until I saw Chelsea's lineup, which was a which, which was a five-four-one and the no recognised striker. They got playing the false nine at the start, and I thought they're just they're just going to sit back and defend and soak it up, and that's what they did for the first twenty-five minutes. And and I was actually, you mean ninety-four minutes? Well, no, I, I was actually writing the narrative for what I was going to, how I was going to bag Chelsea, ask what they're going to do when they don't have Hazard next year and all this kind of stuff. But it was in the 25th minute I was writing it, and then I suddenly noticed Chelsea pressing higher up the pitch, and it, it actually turned the game. That, that Before then, they were pressing, they were defending really deep, trying to hit them on a counter, which wasn't happening. But then they thought, well, we'll, we'll press, we'll press higher up. And I think Hazard led it with Willian and, and, uh, and, and Pedro, who was almost my wanker of the week as well, because he, his idea of pressing is to stand there, watch his opponent get the ball, and then suddenly sprint at him really fast, which isn't really a team press. That's an individual. Act of surprise, to be fair. Yeah. Well, but, uh, but anyway, but Chelsea turned around 25th minute, and then once, once, I mean, from there on, I thought they were going to win it, and and they looked like winning it all the way to the end until until obviously that ill-fated uh, switch in defence, which uh, got intercepted by fucking Christensen. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was a really good performance, I thought, by Chelsea, and uh, I thought on on the back of that, I thought they'd go into the Man United game with a really good with a, with a lot of confidence, but. Uh, but do you think it's because they, they can play better with the style of football they do against teams which want to attack them? I think I think we're falling into the trap of relying too much on one player, and that's the problem. Is that uh, Hazard's comments before the Barcelona game were, were vital in the sense that he said, we are Chelsea, we are champions of England, we are going to win this game kind of thing. And obviously you've got to go into a game with massive confidence, but... It also, it's a, it's a false sense because you're playing Barcelona, you're always going to be in the back foot. Any team these days, apart from Real Madrid, and that's the unfortunate thing, it could play Barcelona and be on the back foot from day one. I'll take, I'll, if you told me we get a 1-1 draw at home, I'd, I'd take that against Barcelona, what? quite frankly. No, what? I would. You I guys would because, No, well, that's what they said. That's what they game. said the last time our manager was under fine. What happened then? 
we went on game. and won the Champions League. What so, happened in Moscow? Mm, well, someone's wife got smashed. But anyway, <laughs> what, I, what I'm trying Referee. to say is... <laughs> Referee. Yeah, John Terry was off. As soon as he slipped, he was off to get on somewhere else. <laughs> so so Ooh, the point Mrs. of Bridge. what I'm trying to say is that... Yeah, <laughs> got across the bridge somehow. So, William, William for me, again, like I said earlier, something else in the bridge. Uh, so, like I was saying earlier, William for me is the biggest unsung hero because he bossed the crap out of that game. I mean, he hit the post three times, two or three times before we scored the goal. We had something like 20% possession, but the only attack we were getting, or the only shots or chances were coming through William. Admittedly, it's... It was Christensen's mistake, as I referenced earlier. What can you do? You, you make one mistake like that against a team like Barcelona, especially with a player like Messi. I mean, you saw, you saw how, how he... It wasn't him that leapt onto the ball, but the, the ball he got, uh, there's, there's not much you can, you can do to stop that. Going, sure. going to the new camp, uh, we, we've, we, got an uphill, we got an uphill battle, but... It's not impossible. Unfortunately, the only team to the only English team to beat Barcelona, Barcelona at the new camp is Liver Racist FC. And what can you do? Uh, yeah, but it's Debs, not impossible. Just sounding, it's been done. Just sounding silly now. He was cleared, so let's just move on from that point. Wasn't cleared. Debatable. Debatable. He was cleared. Uh, we're talking about something else. Can you keep on? Can you keep on topic, please? He was cleared. <laughs> So it, it is it is possible, and uh, if we can go there and get a two two draw, hell's yes, we go through. <laughs> Highly You're unlikely. Okay. This is my thing with with Chelsea, uh, and this is what I think that affects their confidence. We have a league title in the last five years. Yeah, very good. Uh, Conte okay. Conte just seems to go through plan A, B, C, D, and he cycles through them very quickly, uh, and that's that's no way to build confidence. You look at Guardiola, it's plan A. Mourinho, for what it's worth, he's still t- sticking with plan A. He's going to make his system work. Uh, Klopp has got his plan. Pochettino's got his plan. Chelsea, Arsenal, the managers aren't sure what the plan is, and they just cycle through A, B, C, D, and it filters through the team. They don't know what the plan is. They don't know what the system is. So that's the thing. Get your plan A. Make your plan A work. It's always better than your plan B and your plan C and your plan D. Um, similar so, case in point to the, today's game against United. Chelsea were, Chelsea were the better side the first 30, 40 minutes. Uh, could have scored one of the goals of the season in the opening minutes. Uh, I think Morata hits the, the That's true. Morata pulled um, that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then second half, suddenly it's, it's, a completely different, it's a completely different plan. He doesn't seem, who, he doesn't seem sure of... What his best eleven is yet, or he did and now he doesn't. Um, so that's 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 why I think I think Chelsea, Chelsea are in trouble. I don't know how you can approach a game with in confidence um, when now you've got the important games to play uh, and you're not confident in your plan A. So what you're saying is, if we had stuck to plan A the entire time, then last season would have ended the way it was because I believe halfway through the game against Arsenal, Conte switched sure. to plan B and that has shaped. The league this season. Let's be honest. How many teams are playing fair. with three at the back with two wing backs? Yeah, I think and to be right, though, that was actually his plan A from his from his Italian side. That was his plan. I agree with. So, you. 
He didn't. He didn't implement it. He didn't implement it at the start. Uh, he wanted to see if he could implement another plan. That's right. When that plan wasn't working, then he went back to yeah, the original so again. Again, so that's worked. And what kind of resolved. cabbage patch kid starts? At, what kind of cabbage patch patch kid starts at B? B A C. Good question. That doesn't really make sense, does it? Okay, think, well that's what I'm saying. If he if he resolved to change the it, players to play that formation when he first exactly hundred percent. So so I think that's one nil to to Haswell there, Dibs. Sorry about that. Get we in. are going. We are running out of time though. We're going to have to close it up now. <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening in. I hope you found it as illuminating as as Dibs obviously has on that last last segment. And remember, if you want to keep up to date with the latest releases from us or to vote for Wanker of the Week. You can follow us on Twitter at WT underscore football. That's at WT underscore football. We'd love to hear from you. Until next week. Somebody told me this guy was good. What the football? Football. Football. football.